8850-KFUO. We are worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's great to be here, and it's time now for our moments on the lighter side. And today we have with us, I believe, uh, well, somebody special. Let me find out for sure, but I don't want to say until I know for sure, but I really don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> There's a bunch of people in here. I had to, like, you know, make my way to the studio and work past a big video crew. They're aiming cameras, and uh, it's hard to find out what's going on. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I have online, though, Professor Lekomsky, and he's from the secret, the super secret laboratories of biblical understanding, the research project. You know, we've talked to the professor before. Hello, hello, professor. Are you there? Can you see me, Gary? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can see you fine. Uh, I, I can see you real good on this handsome HD display that you sent over. But what's with all this video chat paraphernalia? Well, we we are making a big announcement this morning at the BURP, and we wanted you to not only hear it, but see it as well. Okay, before we go any farther, I notice you have everything in the background covered up. Is there a reason for that? Oh, yes, yes. That's a security measure, Gary. I got concerned that maybe people would use details of this video presentation to find the location of the super-secret BURP headquarters. You can't be too careful with all those industrial spies out there. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm sure Tim Cook or Elon Musk would love to have a look at your, uh, your place there and look at the different technical advances that you're making. And speaking of the video presentation, Professor, you do realize that this is radio? Well, well, of course I realize this is radio. What do you think I am, a complete idiot? <laughs> uh, maybe not complete, but uh, a, a good three quarters. <laughs> My point is, though, Professor, since this is radio, no one's going to see what wonderful high-def images you're sending me. Hmm. I guess I really didn't think that through. Would it help, Gary, if you held the microphone closer to the screen? Uh, absolutely not. That wouldn't help at all. Oh, well. Well, you know, you're a talented radio announcer. Why don't you just describe what you see to your listeners? I could do that, but it will be kind of like on a play-by-play, -play, man. Oh, sure, you can be the... Wait a second. There's no play involved in this at all. What I'm about to show you is the result of hours of hard work. Uh, you know, Apple thinks they're so smart with their new iPhone 13. But I'm about to announce something that is going to leave them in the dust. Today, I want to introduce to you the new iBibled. The iBible? No, 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 Gary. The, the iBible was a failed product we tried a few years ago. No, this is a brand new, wonderful, magical, mystical device called the iBible D, 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 with a D at the end. <laughs> oh, the iBible D. <laughs> <laughs> That's it exactly, Gary. <laughs> the iBible D. <laughs> and what is the iBible D, Professor? Well, as with all electronic biblical devices, the basic text is the most crucial... <laughs> crucial component, I should say. So for the Bible of the iBibled, we have chosen the Lutheran Study Bible, complete with notes. Well, apparently you're not a complete idiot. That's probably one of Thank the you. best study Bibles available on the market today. But, but Gary, we've taken it to a whole new level that its original editors could never have dreamed of. We've taken this Bible. Are you ready for this, Gary? Yeah, I think we've so. We've taken this Bible and we've added a camera. Wow. But... Why would one want a Bible with a camera? 
Well, for obvious reasons, Gary, since you know, then you don't have to both carry a Bible and a camera. Oh, but but we've done even more. <laughs> We're using the camera to implement what we call virtual biblical reality. Virtual biblical reality. What's that, Professor? Well, so suppose you're over in the Holy Land and you, you come across a shrine and you're wondering what the Bible has to say about that particular site. You just take a picture with your eye bibled and all the relevant scriptural passages will show up. <laughs> oh, wow, that sounds amazing, Professor, but how practical is it? I mean, how often do people travel to the Holy Land? Oh, you don't have to go to the Holy Land to work its wonderful magic. It will work anywhere. Uh, for demonstration purposes, I, I drug this big boulder into my laboratory. I'll snap a picture of it, and you'll see on your screen all the relevant biblical references. See, see there, there's the rock that Abraham hit with his staff. David telling us that God is our rock. Look, there's a picture of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Wait, wait a second. It, it looks like we've got a little bug that needs to be worked out. Uh, it appears that our virtual biblical reality program has lapped over into our next feature. And what is the next feature, Professor? Well, the ability to access the web from your Bible. Literally all the wonderful religious materials available on the World Wide Web can now be accessed on your Bible. God bless Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently you're uh, going to have to tweak it a bit to uh, distinguish between pertinent biblical material and cartoons. Well, you know, this, this is just version one of our Bibled operating system. <laughs> so you're certainly uh, following the current trends in computing. Uh, they say one day we'll access everything from the Internet or the cloud, as they call it. Oh, that's what I was thinking, Gary. I mean, after all the Bible says, someday we'll all be caught up together in the clouds with Jesus. So why not get started at it today? <laughs> I'm not sure about using the Bible passage to describe your product, but I must say I'm impressed of your use of the Internet. And if you're impressed by that, you're going to be blown away by our final feature. We're allowing other developers to make programs that will run on the iBible. We're calling them scriptural applications. Oh, saps. Gary, I, I thought we agreed last time we wouldn't exchange insults anymore. I didn't mean to insult you, Professor. That's just what they would call it. Scripture, application, you know, saps. Oh, oh sap. I, I get it now. Scriptural. That's clever. We'll have to use that. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're hoping people will develop practical programs that will take advantage of the powerful features of the iBible, like a program that could tell you the number of letters in the Bible. Like how many times the letter L is used. Oh, I, I like the letter L. <laughs> it's the first letter in my last name, Lukomsky. Of course, uh, there wouldn't be any Lukomskys in the Bible, I, I don't think. Yeah, you wouldn't need a program to tell you that, but but surely there are other words that begin with L in the Bible, and you can find them all. <laughs> this certainly does sound like a sappy application, Professor. Well, well, I well, thank you, Gary. I I think, Professor. When is the new iBible going to be available? Well, that's why we're having the big announcement today, Gary. On behalf of the Biblical Understanding Research Project, I want to announce the iBible will be available in stores this Friday. 
So that day, you'll want to be at your favorite electronic store early in the morning so you can be one of the first to have this magical device in your own greasy little hands. <laughs> I have to find a radio shack and stand in front of that store for a while. Well, there you go. I, precisely, Gary. Honestly, Professor, with the web access and the biblical applications, you may have finally come up with something that would really be helpful. I imagine there will be many happy people come this Friday. Well, you know, uh, Gary, um, I'm not so sure about the the many part. (laughs) You see, I'm the only guy working here at the BURP, and I'm going to try really hard to get as many iBibles made as possible by Friday, but I'm not sure how many there will be. Are you saying that people are going to stand in line for hours to get the iBibled only to return home empty-handed? Yeah, that, that's pretty much the scenario I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think that it's a good business model, Professor? Well, you know, it works for one of the world's largest computer manufacturers. <laughs> Why wouldn't it work for us? <laughs> you know, Professor, if it's possible to redeem what to this point had been mostly wasted airtime, I do have a, a thought, though. It seems to me there's at least one similarity between what you're anticipated happening next Monday and what happened Easter morning. You mean an event that literally changes the world? Ah, no. I mean, on Easter morning, there were a bunch of people who were greatly disappointed. Now, they didn't wait in line for hours, but they did make the long, difficult trip carrying heavy quantities of spices and tending to prepare the body of their Lord for burial. But when they got there, they were disappointed and saddened because the Lord's grave was empty. Well, there you go, Gary. If that strategy works for Apple and Jesus, it's bound to work for us. But the difference is, Professor, there was something there for them that first Easter. They just couldn't see it at first, but before the day was over, Jesus would appear to the woman who went to the tomb and the disciples in a locked room and later to over 500 brothers at one time. You know, Gary, that that brings up a question I've always had. (laughs) Why wasn't Jesus just waiting for them at the tomb when they came that morning? I mean, he could have just given them a hidey-ho, here I am. (laughs) I suppose Jesus wasn't at the tomb as a reminder that eventually they would need a faith that wasn't based upon what they saw. Oh, they would see Jesus. He would show himself to many eyewitnesses, so no doubt that he literally was risen from the dead. But eventually people would have to understand that true faith is not based upon sight. As Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And as the Apostle John confessed, they did not yet understand from Scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. I suppose the empty tomb is the constant reminder that faith comes not from seeing Jesus, but from hearing his word and the things written about him in the Bible. Wait, wait, thank you, Gary. That That's a nice little devotion to add to our spectacular product announcement. Speaking of your product, Professor, we've only got a few minutes left and you haven't shown it to me yet. Could I see the iBibled? Oh, certainly, Gary. Here it is. I'll pull it up on your high-def screen there. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, well, Professor, that's just a Lutheran study Bible with a Nikon camera that looks like it's kind of duct taped to it. Well, yeah, I, I guess I should have pointed that out. You know, no, a lot of the features, a lot of the features I mentioned won't actually be available until we release the iBible 2 or, or 3 or 
come to think of it, it might even be the six or seven. Well, well, you know, Apple is up to 13, and they still haven't got it right. <laughs> Professor, I think you better go back to your drawing board. Uh, I suppose you have a point, Gary. I, I just realized, as it is now, the Bible is in the way of the camera viewfinder. <laughs> I guess there are a few more bugs we need to work out before we unleash the eye-bibled on the public. So, so Gary, if you wouldn't mind, just, just ignore this announcement. Pretend it never happened. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll I'll certainly give that a try. Well, until next time, Professor. Until next time, Gary. Have a great day. We are the messenger of good news, KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org.